Philadelphia. I'm Joel Embiid. Like, I want the ball. You can use John with anything. You can be like, yo, hey, them Johns is hot. Them, your shoes, you know what I'm saying? So it can mean anything. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are listening to The Fly Zone. I am one of your hosts, Candace McLean, and I'm joined with... Sean The Connect Carter. And we are bringing you The Fly Zone, which is going to be the amazing new podcast, taking over the city of Philadelphia. We're going to give you the best sports, local news, highlights in the city, the cultural aspect. It's really a from the people, for the people podcast, where we're giving you everything raw. Go ahead, Sean. No, I was just about to say, don't forget to tell them this is from the people, for the people. Yes, we're giving you it all raw, unfiltered. What it is to what it is to exist in the city, um, as us navigating whether it's the news, whether it's social, whether it's sports, everything from our perspective. And so we're trying to bring you this really Philadelphia centric podcast where me and Sean we come together, um, and we're going to talk every week. You can catch us on Spotify, and iTunes. We also on Google Podcasts. So big up to we're on all platforms at this point. And you also can follow us on Instagram yes, and Twitter, Instagram, right, Sean? Twitter, follow us. The Fly Zone. Actually, I think on Instagram is the yeah. dot fly zone. Yep. Uh, on. Yes, and we're on Twitter, right, we're right, at right. the Fly Zone. And so when we're talking about events, if we're talking about parties, if we're talking about restaurants, if we're talking about you know sports, whatever it is, we'll be dropping all the links to everything we're talking about in the on those social media so please be active like subscribe everything subscribe to our podcast like i said spotify itunes google play podcast and you know we're going to be bringing you the best we have to offer in philly from the people for the people let's go um let's get it. A, a little bit by myself um again i'm candace mclean i was born in philadelphia uh, I would never like me and like, Sean. Before Sean's my cousin, so I want to say, well, she's my, he's my cousin, and we talked several times. If, can I consider myself from here? Because I was born here, but I'm from Jersey. I say I was born here, but I was raised in New Jersey. I can't pump my own gas. <laughs> I don't know how to parallel park. You're from across the bridge, and, bro. And, thank you. <laughs> Everything I know about my life is via New Jersey, but I was born here. And then I was raised across the bridge in Cherry Hill. I didn't went to college in uh, North Jersey at Rutgers Scarlet Knight. Shout out. And uh, I didn't, after college, I moved back to the city. And I kind of got a chance to rediscover what makes it great, um, where to go, the beauty of it, the rich culture. And obviously, I'm not, I'm not delusional. I am a Philly sports fan. So I do have the best part of the city. Well, one of the best parts of the city within me. Um, and you know, outside of that, I am a Miami Hurricanes, uh, a Miami Hurricanes fan, but you guys gotta forgive me for that. Or don't forgive me because no, five we'll national you. championships. We'll forgive you. Um, clearly somebody made a mistake somewhere. <laughs> but I, yeah, so I do, I do social culture writing for phillyinfluencer.com. Uh, I also do sports writing for them as well. And I also do sports writing for, like I said, Miami Hurricanes for, SB Nation, the state of the U. Um, and so I have been for the last couple of years since I've come back and I've, I've got reintegrated to the city, getting, getting, say it again. You lit out here, cousin. Yeah. So just, <laughs> just reintegrating to events, reintegrating to social things, reintegrating, reintegrating into uh, what it is to be uh, living in the city. And so I thought, let me just take what I've, uh, you know, 
grown to love through these years of walking through the streets and going to these events and obviously uh, experiencing so much the city has to offer. And I would love to just bring it to you guys. Um, so Sean, tell people about yourself. Like what, what, what's your background with the city? Like what, what is it that you love about it? And, you know, what you're to just start talking about, you know, being repping your city in Philadelphia. I mean, it's hard to talk after that. I mean, I ain't got a resume like you got. So, but, um, but no, I'm, I'm, def- I'm from here. But you actually, you actually were raised here as opposed to. Yeah, that, I guess, I guess that's the upper hand I got. <laughs> I take that at this point, I got to take all the wins I can get. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I'm from here. I'm from Philly, uh, from North Philadelphia. I went to school out here in Philadelphia from elementary to high school. Um, I graduated from Simon Grass High School. Bulldogs, you know what I mean? Shout my guys out. Um, we actually, I actually went to the first HBCU, Cheney University, which is probably like literally 30, 35 minutes from the city. Um, so I was always here back and forth. Uh, I've never left. <laughs> I've never left. I'm a homebody, you could say. Um, I've, I've been, of course, I travel. I've been different places, but I've never left. I've always been a resident of Philadelphia. Um, and I've always mm-hmm. been, you know, you cut me, uh, you're not going to see red. I, I bleed green. I've always been a heavy Eagles fan, uh, Sixers fan, Phillies. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and lie like I'm heavily into hockey, but, you know, I'm a homer. I'm a homer. And um, the more you listen to the more you listen to the show. If the, if the, yeah, Flyer, right. if the Phillies or Flyers won, like, I'm not saying I'm watching. I mean, baseball has like 800 games. I mean, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm watching every game, but if they win a championship, I'm with the parade. Like, that's just. Oh no, for sure. Oh, let's, let's, let's don't get it twisted. <laughs> let's not get confused. They win a chip. Oh, Any of the them? Parade. I'm claiming all of it. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna be at the parade. You can believe that, yo. I, back in oh, when did the Phillies win? Oh eight? Was that oh eight or oh seven? Yeah, I think it was oh eight. The Phillies won in oh eight. I was on campus. I was on campus. I drove all the way to Philly just to just to hit Broad Street and, and get okay with the rest of the people. So I'm going to the parade. Don't think you ain't gonna catch me at a parade. And obviously, we went to the main parade, which was the Eagles. The parade. <laughs> the parade. I mean, uh, should we tell the people? I mean, obviously, you're talking about yourself. Should we tell the people how you told me you're going to, you could, we could, this could score 17 points in an NBA game? Or do you want them to know you're that delusional this early? Like, should we save your delusions for like later, listen. episode five? Like, how do you want these people to know who Sean listen, is? Listen, listen, listen. It's nothing delusional about me, okay? <laughs> Everything I'm saying is straight facts. You lock me in a room with a wolf. I'm coming out on top. I'm coming out the room. You could you if you, if 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 I locked you in a room with a I'm wolf. I'm coming out on top. Or a wolf attacked you. What you say? We're not talking about the Timberwolves of Minnesota. We're talking about you an actual real wolf. Call KG, see what he's doing. Listen, anyone lock me in a room. KG will KG will just watch <laughs> you right now. First of all. <laughs> right now with one foot who watch you but that's i was just getting to the point because i know you told me last week when we were talking about sixers we we're talking about ben simmons you were trashing you were you were being critical of ben simmons you weren't yeah, trash because i know you love him enough but you were saying about the all-star game and how it was like there's no defense and you said to him out that you know if you had to in a world where you were actually in the nba all-star game you could drop 17 because right ben scored 17 in the all-star game this year in 22 minutes so you were saying give you 22 minutes that you can score 17 points. Yeah, I can. And let me, give, let me give the people some context behind that. I wasn't saying that, or I'm not saying rather, I'm not saying that I can walk on, on anybody's NBA floor and I'm just I'm guaranteed 17. No, it's, it's, it's guys out there that's, that can go to playgrounds and, and shut everything down that can't score six points in the NBA. So understand that. What I'm saying is if I go to an all-star game 
everybody knows if you watch an all-star game if you've seen one all-star game if you've seen the first half of an all-star game you know they don't play any defense nobody's playing defense in an all-star game so if somebody jack up a shot and i get the rebound i'm going up the court and i'm shooting if you think that i'm not scoring 17 points in the game you high yeah you I'm score 17 points when you do it 22 you're not po- getting, 22 minutes are you not getting I'm your block shot when you do points. it are you not Stand. getting your block shot when you do it so you're not getting your shot. You're not getting your shot blocked when you do it. You're not getting well, embarrassed. You're not between, getting crossed over. When, when I'm doing it, when it's say when it's, the clock says zero 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 next to my name, it's gonna say seventeen points. And like and and I'm and, and I'm good for and I'm good for at least at least five. Okay, assists, so this convers this conversation. <laughs> I'm good for like five assists. This conversation led us. You good for you know you're, saying, you're listen, seventeen to listen, five. You 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 close to double listen. double. Okay, because this kind of, obviously I'm listening. The Way problem is you're not you're not listening. The problem is that everybody in the NBA is tall. Everybody in the NBA is a spirit athlete. You just think that you're better. You could actually be on the court with a. I mean, it's an all-star game, so that that's James Harden, that's Russell Westbrook, that's Simmons, that's Embiid, that's Giannis, that's LeBron. And for some reason, you think, I mean, the bench the bench of the all-star game has like Trey Young or whoever on there. He can come up on Trey Young and pull up, and Trey Young—he's just—he's gonna pop seventeen points. I mean, well, I don't know if he's in threes. Are, are you driving? Are you driving to the hole? I ain't pulling up on Trey Young. I ain't pulling up on Trey. I ain't pulling up on Trey. Trey not even gonna be sticking me. I'm not pulling up on Trey. I'm gonna come down. Listen, I'm gonna come down, and I'm—I'm I'm gonna come down, and everybody gonna be standing around looking at me like, "What are you gonna do?" Yeah, I know, because that's the same thing they do every time. This ain't just for me. This is what they do every time. So I'm gonna come down to the top of the cage. Cash, man. As much they so let me I'm, shoot, what I'm, what I'm getting up. at is, eventually, we got to a point where we said, okay, if Sean thinks he actually can play in the NBA, and not just play in the NBA, but play, Sean thinks he can play in the NBA against all an All Star game. So we just said, what is the worst team in the NBA? That's the Cavs, correct? We agree. I agree with that. I agree with that. So. We said, who's the worst player on the Cavs? And we went to the Cavs roster, and we were just like, okay, well, the worst player on the Cavs is Matt Mooney. And so right now... What up, Matt? The, the Fly Zone has put out... <laughs> well, I have put out... Please do this for me, Matt, because I, I would love to embarrass my cousin. What's up, Matt? Um, there's an open invitation. It's evergreen. It's ever to the end of time. Matt, you will always have a space to come down to Philadelphia and just bathe Sean... <laughs> In the waters of Listen, a thirty-point blowout. Can I, say, can I say something real fast to Matt Mooney? I mean, it's your show. Go Listen, for it. I know how to take my hat off and give props when, when you know when it's due. And this, no disrespect to Matt Mooney, no disrespect to nobody on the care, no disrespect to nobody in the NBA, or or, or no disrespect to no real hoopers out there. Because I know some real hoopers. You know what I'm saying that's not in the league, but I'm not ducking no action. If Matt come to Philly, Matt better be ready to play. You hear me? I- and you feel like you can put you can you feel like you can score seventeen on NBA players in an All Star game. In, everything else, in, I just want the fan, I just want people listening game. to know in what's going All-Star on game. here. In the All Star game defense, yeah, I heard you. I just want the people out here to know what's going on. So when you like, we want to decide the yin and yang of the situation. Who's saying who's not in these two these two hosts that you guys are listening to? Hopefully every week. Um, this is where Sean's at. He can apparently fight off a wolf with his bare hands, and he also can I drop seventeen like, in the NBA All Star game. I, and you just choose your fighter between the two of us. No, I'm saying I, I got all my sins, all my marbles. Listen, 
I'm, it's, it's no, it's no fact. It's no. I'm not doubting the fact that a wolf is stronger than I am. I'm not doubting the fact that wolf is more agile, more quicker than I am. I'm not doubting any of those things. Okay, but I, what I said was lock me in a room with a wolf. I'm coming out. Just walk in the wolf's like living room. So just did walk you, in the woods, walk, and the wolf comes upon you, and then you're standing up in a wolf, and then like, yeah. I'm, that's what we do is do that. The wolf charge. When the last time, the last time you laid the, your eyes no, on me? Yeah, like you're in the wolf's living room. You walk. You're walking in the woods, and you come upon the wolf. You. I'm a black man. Won't go in the woods. Or I'd be in the woods. You literally went to the woods for my you birthday. You wanted to go hiking. It was your birthday. I love you. Mountain. When else would I have been in the woods? It wasn't a wolf out there. So you go into the woods. There wasn't That's a wolf out there. I ever go in the woods, like. You uh, you know, what? like he listen. Like you don't you don't ever like yes, you don't ever you, you go into the woods. What's up? Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Before we went, did I not ask you what's out there? What's going on out there? Absolutely not lied to you to get you into the woods. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell you about the bears or the snakes until you got there. You said, What's this in your hand? I said bear spray. You said bear spray for what? I said for the bears. Yeah, you out of pocket <laughs> for that too. I owe you one. So, <laughs> you did so... wrong for that. <laughs> so listen, I told you on the right, the right up there. Um, and so obviously, this is who you're, this is what you're dealing with. Sean from Philly thinks he thinks he can drop 17 in the All Star game, fights fights Bears. I love the city. I'm personally not going to go out there and get get embarrassed by anybody. I'm I'm personally not going to go out there and get embarrassed by you know anybody in the NBA. That's just me. Hey, uh, and so again, hey, if you like what you hear from this. Insane duo that we formed together. <laughs> uh, again, follow us on social media at the Fly Zone, Twitter, Instagram, on Twitter Remember, on Instagram. On Instagram. On, on, Instagram is the period Fly Zone. Correct. Or also on, we're also going to be available on all platforms again: Spotify, um, iTunes, and Google Tap and in. Google Playlist. Yeah. And Sean, clap it up because it is officially training camp weekend in the NFL. Let's get to like real Finally. talk. Uh, and Eagles players have come to Novacare. They got to get tested twice. They have been tested twice. Today's were Thursday. Today is the last second day for those testings. Um, the quarterbacks, like veterans, and all the rookies that are at this point have all reported. Um, so, at, and that July 28th is the first day for training camp to begin for every team in the NFL. Um, and so you're looking at it from the Eagles' perspective. We're all coming in here. We're coming off of a I mean, Carson once carried the team on his back last year, and one guy actually showed up. Just, just, just and one. And after we lost to Sean, after Al Sean, just one, just one. I, guy. Exactly, like really, just one. <laughs> after we lost, you know, Al Sean and Deshaun to random injuries, and, and now go I'm there. not going to go there. <laughs> we can, we can, we can carve out a special segment on in this. Okay, we don't have just to. to just to talk about that man. We don't have just to. to talk about that. Man. We don't have to. Uh, you know how they had coming to America. Uh, Nelson Aguilar did the reverse. He came, he came, like he he came back. He he went back to somewhere else because he mentally went in his head, and that the whole year was a waste. Uh, and so a whole a wash. Nelson Aguilar, and so by the end of the year, in order for us to you know obviously in crucial games, we had the one guy step up who held us down against Josh Norman, Pro Bowl corner, ex Pro Bowl corner. I mean, once you've been Greg Ward, um. <laughs> Do you, do you do all your all pro? Yeah, once you got warded, does all your old pro levels, your pro bowl stuff, just wash away? Has he has he been baptized? Is he, he's done, right? Like he's not Josh Norman. You don't say his name with fear anymore. Josh Norman like, has officially Ward, been baptized. He's been reborn again. He's living a completely different life. I don't even think he's a cornerback no more. He should be. So obviously, what we're talking about is Greg Ward, who came out huge for us. 
against the against Washington, against the Cowboys, who suck, obviously. Yeah, let's just say that. Yeah. And, and obviously, we're, we're not going to uh, walk past, jump over, no opportunities to disrespect the Cowboys. Let's just do it. Get that out of <laughs> the way. We finished this season. We beat the Giants, and then we obviously went to Seattle, and Seattle happened. We're not going to get into that. Um, but we saw great things from Greg Ward. Consistent hands, short area quickness, you know, his ability to be a quick a quick twitch shifty guy and he is he was reliable out of all the receivers we had which i can't even name them because they, they, i must say pick, yeah. they picked them up picked them up from a target parking lot but the ones that we do the names of uh deontay burnett whoever these guys are uh greg was consistent um and now you look at this team showing i mean you even you have rookies you have off season you have trades uh, and, and you see how you know i was speaking of rookies the entire rookie class signed this week so shout out to howie um when you, thank you. When you look at this receiver's room, after what Greg did in his heroics, do you think that Greg Ward has any kind of place in the Eagles roster or the, or the Eagles locker room come 2020 in the season coming up? I'm going to say this before I answer the question. Greg Ward got my respect, and I'm going to tell you why. Greg Ward got my respect because li- literally he was literally the only receiver we had all season long. Deshaun went down week two. Alshon, Alshon do Alshon things. I mean, Aguilar does Aguilar things. He was literally the only receiver that we could depend on week to week throughout the entire, well, until they took him off the practice squad. I'm not going to say the entire season. But we got Deshaun coming back. Alshon's coming back. Uh, that's, you know, I say that, you know, a little gingerly. I'm, but, <laughs> him yeah. and Josina Anderson. Him and him, him and his, exactly. his connect. Um, we just signed, okay. signed Quez Watkins, um, Jalen Rager. Thirteen million dollar man. Shout out to him. Um, they 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 did a lot of signing. So I think John Howard got dropped I, at a John Howard Boise State. Marquis good when we traded for. Yeah, I mean, are we gonna mention? Wait, sorry. Can we? Is JJ Ortega Whiteside? Is he on the team? <laughs> He's also on. Who? Yeah, exactly. Um, JJ yeah, Ortega <laughs> or JJ Ortega Whiteside. So that's that's a that's a I'm, that's a heavy receiver room right now. It is. It is. It's a lot of guys that they're invested in. That's eight guys we just named. That's outside of the uh, the practice squad guys, but that's eight guys we just named from starting with Deshaun through Alshon to Marquise to JJ to Jalen Rager to Greg Ward to Hightower to Quest Watkins. Those were eight names, and that's a hard battle. But you said you feel like Greg has your respect, hundred percent. And so you think he's making a team? Whoa, 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 whoa! Mm-mm. I said Greg. He has my respect, but because they had too many receivers on the team that they're invested in. They have too many, so he probably won't make the team. It's gonna hurt my heart, but I'm at, we're gonna see Greg walk this year. Greg will be getting his pink slips this year. That's a long story short. I mean, I think personally, <laughs> I said he will be getting his pink slips. That like he will be getting his pink slip. Greg, I hope you saved all your money. Please don't Damn. have it in your cash app because you know that's not legit. <laughs> but please have it somewhere smart. Um, Greg, I mean, it is, we're in a quarantine, so we're we're in a, we're the recession of the recession of the recessions. Capital R, and I hope for you and your family, Greg, that you did everything you needed to do because the reality is, maybe because Alshon starts in the pup for his Liz Frank injury, Greg Mike can you know bob and weave his way into a spot. I doubt it because I think that if you look at the roster, it's, it's like. JJ might just have a roster spot because it's body size because we don't have something we don't have a we don't have a body type that yeah. fits Alshon's mold on this roster. 
So they might just keep him here because he can block. I don't know if he can knit or what the fuck. What is his straight? I don't know. We'll find out. But I don't think a person with his, the only body type on this team is going to get cut. So it becomes a whole battle between Marquise Goodwin and Hightower and Quez and Ward for, I would think, three spots. We, we have a pup spot by Alshon. And you got to think about what what Greg Ward brings to the table. Consistent hands, quick tricks quick twitch ability. He doesn't have speed, the long speed of these guys. And so I'm sitting there looking like, well, you take into that, that into account, and he has no special teams. He has no special teams ability. He can't return. John Hightower, Quez Watkins, they all can return. They all can either kick return or, 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 their, or punt return. So Greg gives us... Let's, let's, not forget, let's not forget the inevitable, though. It's all, somebody's always hurt. Somebody's going to go down. Somebody's gonna go down, and somebody's gonna create opportunity for Greg. Watch, Greg is gonna. Why get would cut. you speak? Uh, why would you speak illness on anybody in this team? Like, uh... I, I'm not speaking illness. I'm just being honest. This is real. This is real life. This happens every year. Who 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 preceded Deshaun going down in week two? Alshon going down. Deshaun, Only... Deshaun Deshaun went down by like Deshaun got injured by Casper. I don't even see with the like. I don't... That's what I'm saying. So I mean, let, it's a 16 game season. Let's lock Deshaun in for 10. Let's just do that right now. Let's just like. And Deshaun is my guy. Don't get it twisted. I had a jersey. Same name, all that. Like I remember when he got drafted. I can tell you exactly where I was at and exactly what I was doing when I got when he got drafted. I can tell you. So Deshaun is my guy. There's no slight to him. I love Deshaun, but he's good for ten games. The other six, listen, I'm telling you, it's going to be at least two, two, one to two injuries. But the, in the, the, the reality is, Sean, I don't know. The NFL was announced. We're going to have they take it down to the training camp roster being only at eighty, which is why the Eagles we cut Trevor Williams, the cornerback, who nobody remembers. We cut him yesterday. We cut the third center, and so we don't have the ability to just have ten receivers on our roster because because of COVID and everything else, things have changed. Now he's we're now we just named eight receivers. I think those eight will be fine through training camp. Let's hope so. But we're not going to have a preseason so. at all. Yeah, there's no preseason. There's no preseason. So that means nobody's going to get hurt. Nobody's going to get hurt, which means what I'm saying is week one, everybody's going to come in clean slate except Alshon, womp, womp, of <laughs> course. And so Greg will be off the roster until somebody gets hurt. So he won't make the team. Uh, can he come get called back to the team? Sure, but he won't make the team because we, we, drafted, we drafted three receivers. We, we traded for one. Greg? Now, I understand next year, Deshaun's deal is going to be up. Marquis Goodwin's deal is up, et cetera, et cetera. Alshon Jeffrey, the, the snitch, and my, my brother's keeper, he's probably gone <laughs> next year. Like, exactly. So you would love to carry him on, but I don't, I, don't, I don't see how right now with the volume. If John Hightower or Quez Watkins shows they have consistent hands, you have to go with a younger player who's actually a receiver, who you invested draft picks in. That's just me. So I wish Greg the best. No, and it's not, I don't even say it's just you because that's how the Eagles operate. As any, you know, good organization does. So it's not, a, like I said, it's not a slight to Greg Ward or nothing like that. It's just that they got other receivers on their team that they invested and they drafted. I mean, Greg has been on the, he's, he services he'll well. Always have, I got respect for Greg. But, <laughs> he'll, always have the, he'll always have the Washington game, you know? baby. No matter what, you'll always have the Washington exactly. game. Um, but for uh, for the way we see it, the way the numbers have worked out, we did the math. Uh, funny numbers. It's not gonna happen. It's just not gonna happen. And so sad. Yeah, so sad. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> Dr. Cooper Martin, so sad. <laughs> um, but you're looking at this roster, John. I mean, we have questions at 
Linebacker, Bradham is going. Yeah, FSU guy. He's going. FSU is going. Did he sign anywhere else yet? A lot of no. uh, No, he's still on the couch. FSU players are. Um, (laughs) We got TJ Edwards right now. We got Nate Gary. We got, you know, we we got depth in the defensive line. Sort of, sort of, sort of. People are saying, you know, Gennard Avery might step up for us. If 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 not, Derek Burnett is obviously our starter, and we'll 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 keep going with Josh Sweat. Uh, the secondary has been an overhaul with Darius Slay being traded. Um, uh, we're trading for him. Jalen Mills is now a safety. We have got Sidney Jones working out with the Footwork King to try to get his footwork together. Rasul Douglas, like, sure. Uh, <laughs> And so as you see this roster shaping up, you know, Brandon Brooks is down, Peters is back, the back at running back situation. We, we're trying to see where are the – and we think Greg is gone. But, you know, like you're trying to see where can we make this team better. Um, and there's a few free agents out there that people have been circulating around. Obviously, Clowney, who had the whole Seattle – I mean, Clowney in this town because Carson uh, wins the Seattle playoff game. We all saw what happened. Um, he has his own situation. Jamal Adams pretty much has been lobbying. Jamal better stop playing. Listen, I told Jamal, meet Listen. me at the airport, bro. I'll pick you up, bro. Jamal's very close to getting kidnapped by me. <laughs> I can get a ski mask. Like Amazon Prime has come through. And they're, and they, and they're back because quarantine is like, they knocked them down. But Amazon Prime is back. I can get a ski mask real quick, Jamal. Like and if he goes missing, please you don't use kidnapped. this as, as, as a extra material for my case. I didn't do it. Uh, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, and don't come, don't come looking for me as an accomplice because I don't know nothing. And obviously, Yannick Ngagwe, who's also who was who was a major troll, major troll guy. Like, uh, you know, Jamal Adams, Adams talked to that Cowboys fans in the parking lot. He posted people here and there, but but Yannick was the one who's on Instagram, actually constantly posting Eagles people on on Instagram. Out of those three, like premium athletes, I'm gonna say premium athletes because you know. So we have you said we have Clowney. Ed, one would have to be via two right. would have to be via trade. Obviously, one is just a signing. Okay. If you had to pick for the Eagles, if you if you got Howie on the bat phone and was like Howie, do the mm. deal. Who? What's which name would you be telling Howie to just pick that up? I'm gonna be honest with you, and I ain't saying this because uh, what happened in the playoffs last year either. I'm gonna pass on Clowney. I'm gonna pass on Clowney. Clowney can walk. All caps A when I say agreed. Yeah, I'm a I'm a pass on Clowney. Clowney, we'll see you when we see you, bro. But I don't think I can pass on Jamal Adams for the simple fact that we let Malcolm Jenkins walk. We trying to we trying to uh, we trying to move Jalen Mills from corner and make him a safety. Um, who they signed? They signed Will Parks. They signed. Uh, we signed Will Parks. We draft. They they drafted Kavon Wallace. I mean, I, f- I feel like they're making, they're making, they're trying to. We re signed McLeod, which is huge. And I, feel like, so I think he's actually good. Yeah, that was big. That was big. But I think, give me Adams, man. Give me Adams. Because you give think he's Adams. a game changer at safety. Yeah, he is. He is. He take, that, he take our defense to a whole different level. And I want to say, I think Jamal Adams is the best safety in the NFL. Really? That's just really? me. I, yeah. I just feel like, you know, when you're talking about. Coverage, tackling, short tackling, and I actually, I actually use shit talking as like a barometer. I'm sorry, you <laughs> players that shit talk. Yeah. To me, they play better. I'm sorry. Whatever. Judge me, don't judge Jaylen me. Jalen Mills. Uh, <laughs> Jalen Mills got LSU swag by proxy, so like he was out there with Jamal Adams and everybody else, and he picked up that shit talking from them. And like sometimes I can rub off on people, and then they don't have the same like actual. You know what? Jalen Mills got some bull ring. Stop. 
No shade to my nigga Mills, man. Jalen Mills is our starting safety right now. I can't. Like, and and I want Mills on a Mills on a podcast <laughs> one day. So like, listen, no. Um, but uh, J- uh, Jamal Adams to me is the number one safety in the NFL to me. I think we talk about like Tyron Matthew is done to me at least. I like what Keeney O'Neal does. All this to say, Drumroll, like I want Yannick Ngakwe. <laughs> um, and what's it? This is great because you know it's crazy to say like oh my god I think this is a, I think this is a I think this is the best pass ever in my life. Let's go to tacos down the street. You know like that's crazy to say like this is the best safety ever. But like listen, to me the pass rush and coverage goes hands in, hand in hand. We won the Super Bowl with Jalen Mills and Darby at corner. Yeah, but I feel like we got I feel like we have solid solid enough D line. I mean, what I'm saying to you perfect, is that we don't like we have a bigger hole at safety for sure. Well, we don't try to we 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 tried to plug safety with more bodies than we did at corner. We threw Will Parks at it. We just threw Kayvon Wallace at it. We re-signed McLeod. We moved Jalen Mills at corner. We got one the the a top three corner in my opinion in NFL and Darius Lay. But the other opposite of him is, you know, Russell Douglas. It's you know. We got we got Craven LeBlanc, we got we got Maddox back, we got Sydney Jones, obviously, who I hope can show up with his footwork Sydney king got, workouts and be our number me. two. But we didn't throw we didn't throw the same equivalent bodies like a resigning McLeod and moving at Mills at uh, uh, Will Parks, like that's yeah. plus that's that's I mean obviously we got a top three corner. So wait, I mean let me stop you for a second. What's up? Who's your top three corners right now? NFL. The number one corner in the NFL is Jalen Ramsey. Okay. My dog. And that's, 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 you know, not easy to say because of no blood in his fucking in his system. <laughs> um, Don't be a hater, man. And so I'm, I'm the, I, and, and that's hard. So Stefan Gilmore is my two. And honestly, I would argue down, like, if you want to say he's near one, fine. I'm not gonna. That could be one and one A, and I would put Darius Lee right behind okay. them. Period. And I have no rebuttal. I just want. I just wanted to ask. That's all. Yeah, Chris Harris Jr. is done to me. Like that's you know, that's over. Patrick Peterson is. He's a great athlete, and he's a phenomenal. He's a phenomenal corner still to this day. But with Darius Lee, his with his feet, his 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 uh hands, his like his obviously ability to track the ball. Like he's a he's a phenomenal athlete. His speed, like long speed, yes. So like to me, those are my. I three. made it there. Um, that being said, like like I like I said to the to the answer, pass rush and coverage goes hand in hand. We're not gonna like to my knowledge, after I just talked, um no one none of those like Jalen Ramsey's not no. walking through that door. He's not Darius Slate in the game. <laughs> Meaning Sidney Jones or Craven beats him out, or if Craven don't beat beat him out, then the Kel Ruby Coleman beat him out. We 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 got we got Darius Slate in the game. And whatever you can do with it to enhance the pass rush. Like I said about the Super Bowl year, we didn't have phenomenal corners. We didn't have great shutdown corners. We had a very good tackle on Jalen Mills. And he was a very good cut. He, it's 2017 year, Jalen sure. Mills. Jalen Mills couldn't have made the Pro Bowl in 2017 as a corner. I felt like he was that good at coverage and his tackling was impeccable. So I'm not shading when I'm saying what well, we won with just Jalen Mills. Like, no, like he had a phenomenal 2017 campaign. What I'm saying to you is that when you can't, when you can't actually like, have multiple seconds to drop back. It doesn't matter who's back there. Seventeen points in an NBA All Star game. Sean could be covering the safety and playing deep middle. Uh, and so, to me, you enhance, you enhance the actual like 
position of the defensive line behind Derek Barnett, behind Brandon Graham, behind Josh Wett and Grenard Avery. If you bring Yannick Ngagwe as your third defensive end, like in those packages that Chris Long was in, like it's over. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about, well, Russell Douglas' long speed because Russell doesn't have, have to cover, but for five seconds, maybe less. Uh, and so, like, that's what you have with me. Jamal Adams is a better player. To, the, Jamal Adams is the best player. <clears throat> Jamal yeah. Adams is the best player of all three. Jamal Adams is the best player of all three of those names. Clowney is a fraud to me. Freak athlete. He ain't got it, bro. He's not available. The best ability is availability. Um, and so, um, and Jamal is the best player out there. But for what we need right now, pass rush is king. <sighs> I just feel like safety is a much bigger hole, man. I do. I feel like safety, That's safety Pass, I feel like a secondary. And we'll, oh yeah, we'll. I'm not, not to get into it, but like we'll be, we'll be in a huge situation next year when. Oh, I know we will. I know. When McLeod year, McLeod yeah. is done, but we'll pass on the one year deal. It'll just be Kayvon Wallace here who's under contract. Like we'll be in the real. We will situation. And, and... Jalen Mills is a one year deal. Like we'll be in a real situation i mean and, and so like i'm not and obviously jamal adams he would have been interested in last year's rookie deal with a team option after that so like but he would not he said he would he would fi- be fine getting traded to a team and not ask for a new contract but i don't believe that because many talks and like brinks trucks are real um <laughs> really real. and so that's just him and so as we look at the team like i said i would take yannick he's only 25 turned 26 this year right. um jamal is young but Honestly, anybody that can help the Eagles team, I'm with. Because it's all about building the team, building chemistry, uh, building the layers. To, I mean, we won because of depth, and we won because, like, through our brotherhood, relying on each other, building a team, building, like, brotherhood, building chemistry. And so, like, that's as important um, as what, what I'm saying. As important is finding the right fit. Finding the right fit is as important. Uh, and so, like, obviously you're talking about finding the right fit for the Eagles. But you have a whole like remix, like going on with the Sixers right now, uh, because we have Ben, we got Ben at point forward, Shake at point guard. I mean, every time I every time I say Shake's name, I hear he scored thirty nine points against the Clippers. And you know, obviously you have Shake and the legend of Shake Milton continues. Like I've saw, I mean, actually, I actually saw Sean. I don't know if you saw this earlier. Adam Schefter was on. Um, he was doing a segment NBC Sports Philadelphia. He's he, he talks to ESPN every day. All the ESPN affiliates, ninety seven five. Like obviously you're here, and he was he's Adam Schefter today said Shake Milton is a baller. What's yeah. the term? Baller. He said he's a baller, and he wasn't talking about the HBO show. <laughs> Has he ever seen <laughs> basketball before? He wasn't, he wasn't talking about the HBO show, and I understand Shake had their not want to get the Clippers. I gotta say it like that. It's, like, it's a legend, so you gotta like say it like that. Like I heard this nigga. <laughs> You know, so you got to hear, like, I heard. Um, so you yeah. got to see it in a tone. I mean, he scored, to my understanding, he had a he had an actual NBA streak for uh, 13 made three-pointers between multiple games. It wasn't like, oh, he in a row. It was like he finished one game with, like, four. He finished another game with, like, whatever. Well, he started another game, whatever, you know? And he actually had a streak of, like, 13 to 15 three-pointers he made in a row. And I get all that. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Like, cool. I am not. Nice. Fooled per se by somebody coming out of here and playing, and that's no shade to shake. 
And Shake at Point Guard might be Shake at Point Guard might that's no shade. He might be phenomenal. And like I said, it's about finding fits. That's like the Eagles finding fits for because at this point, what you saw, Sean, let me ask you, it wasn't working. We couldn't play we couldn't travel. We couldn't play on the road. We can't defend the pick and roll. We claim they said we had like the longest team in the NBA. We had the most talented starting five in the NBA, uh, which was Ben Simmons and Josh Richardson and Tobias Harris, Al Horford, and Embiid. Supposedly, and we are the sixth seed, correct? So chemistry, and we're talking about fits. It matters because from a talent perspective. We should be a top two, top three seed in the East, the top seed in the East, in my opinion, right? Yo, yo, in my opinion, I think that's what's holding us back. The fact that we we don't even really, if you look back and really think about it, we've never even really had any real like camaraderie because we've never been a consistent team. We've never had the same roster two years in a row. The roster changed literally every uh, single season. So, and, and like, then is not to cut you off, what? but like. I am a firm believer. The roster, change, the roster, the, the starting lineup changes every single year. Do you think that matters year? in NBA? Yes. I, am not, I don't think that matters at yes. all in the NBA. Like not, not, not. Okay, wait. Not, not at all. Not, not at all. I'm not saying it's insignificant. Let's get that point. What I'm saying, unlike football, which is a true team sport, where, if, like I said, if your left tackle is Halaputi Vitae with a messed up knee, your whole play, you can have. Julio Jones on one side, Odell on the other side, Zach Ertz in at tight end. Like you could have Gronk at your other tight end. You could have the entire team be all pros. And if Halaputi Vitae is your left tackle with a messed up knee, or just Halaputi Vitae, okay. the play's over. Like your your play is over. So that's just a full out. I get it. What you're talking about? Or is, is it a team sport? It's it's a it's a team sport. Yeah, listen, it's a team sport because you know you got, like the NBA is listen, different. The NBA is a star driven league. The NBA is like I can have LeBron. No, no, you. I can have LeBron. I can have Victor Oladipo. Yeah, and it don't always. Work. That's the same reason last year LeBron and them ain't even make the playoffs. LeBron got hurt. I'm not, I'm not even a LeBron person. I'm just saying, like, let's be clear. The NBA is a star-driven league. The NBA they is about stars. It's they not, it's they not a, it's not, it's a team it. sport. Listen, chemistry, you, and I'm doing cha- quotes because y'all can't changes. see me. Air quotes. Chemistry matters. Like, we're out here in, like, third grade high school. It is. I'm not saying it's not. It I'm not saying that it's not a star-driven The reality is it doesn't matter Listen. as much in the NBA because I can get five guys <laughs> down the street. And hoop, who know what the hell they doing to play together? If they talented, like it don't matter. You when you walk, when you when you go, when you go to the court, when you go to the court, you somebody plays in and they fucking suck. They say we don't want Randy get the fuck off the court, right? Let me explain something before I before I even hold on hold on hold on. Let me stop you right there before you even say anything else. Let me say right there. Let me tell you something about playgrounds. When we talk about basketball, like open open court open court runs and all of that at playgrounds and and wise and rec centers and all that kind of stuff. When you're just doing like free runs, right? So I don't know if you know or not, but when you go to a court, if it rather it's in your uh, especially when it's out of your neighborhood, but rather it's in your neighborhood or out of your neighborhood, especially when it's out of your neighborhood, you don't go to a court by yourself. You go to this court with your five. They go into court with a five, or they or they got three at least. You know what I'm saying? Or it's me and my man, or whatever. But you're not just going and getting in a game 
But niggas, you don't know, and think and everything is just everything. No, it don't work like that. There's no know, way. That's why I said. There's no way. Listen, we know listen. of each other, it, but, but it doesn't. It, but, but it does work like listen. that sometimes, and you it, it doesn't matter you if listen? it's chemistry or not. If the team changes the out. every single year, go for it. Pieces are being moved around. This guy out, this guy in. All right, everything is the the only two people we've had consistently is Joel and Ben. Everybody else has been interchangeable. Everybody else moving in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. When that's happening, is no camaraderie. You got to try to mesh every single year. You're not just going. That's why. That's why it's like people. That's why. That's why Can they I say people or teams Either. after the All Star break will finally catch their momentum and really start playing up to their potential. Because first, the first half of the season, they just trying to get used to each other, used to playing with each other. How, what's he gonna do? How's he move? How he play defense? Can he stick him? You gotta know all all of that stuff. Don't just happen or come. All of that takes time. Can I ask you? Can I say this? Can I say something to her about that? Okay, Joel Embiid and Simmons have been here for multiple years. Tobias has been here in the second year. What we have two main stars in the team, which is Joel and Simmons. To your point, Richardson just got here. Al Horford just got here. Those three I just named have been and here for Shake multiple just years. Got added to the the two I started naming have been here for at least three to four. Well, no, I'm saying I'm saying if chemistry and camaraderie, if you got to know what's going on, our two main ben stars play, don't play off ben each other. Ben has been playing out of position. They they've had years in it. They've had years in it. They've had years. I mean, that's what we saw. He's he's moved to point four. I'm saying that chemistry only goes so far because if I'm watching LeBron James and and and, and I'm watching Davis, who literally just got there, and they're playing off each other Wait, like they have, like they might have the same mother. We're talking about a whole team, not two players. What does chemistry mean? Two players. If I'm watching the Clippers whole, and I'm watching Paul George, and I'm watching Paul George, you can't just bounce off of them. If, but I'm but I'm watching Paul George. And I'm watching the claw play off each other, and he just—they both just got there. The NBA is a star-driven league, and it is, and it is, and it is. And I, I'm not negating chemistry matters. I'm not—I said it matters. Like I said, it matters. But to me, NBA is a talent sport because it's not—if you love talent, it's a star. It's a star. And agree, like we we agree. We actually agree. we actually are agreeing, but we're just making like different points on the tangent. But we actually agree. It is a star-driven league. Yeah, the NFL is like it's a team. It's it's a team. It's all it's a team. NBA is a team sport, but NFL is a team sport. Like your left guard being trash can mess up your your left guard being trash can mess up Derrick Henry runs, and Derrick Henry's talented. But if your left guard is trash, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna fucking know. Listen, if you think if you think that the way that they play has any nothing to do with players coming in and out every single year, and no, it has everything. It has something to do with chemistry. It has to do with chemistry. It has to do with chemistry. It has to do with coaching. It has to do, but it also has to do Man, with our stars word. who are that's our max players. Right there, coaching. Our max players. Thank you. I just spoke some real gospel right now. Thank you, Brett Brown. Like, if I see you, my on site list. Brett Brown, you're my Arya. You're my Arya Stark. Game of Thrones list. If I see you, what's Ari- up? Ar- like, Brett Brown is the Night King, I'm, and I'm Arya Stark. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And so, like, it's about chemistry, but I'm saying percentage wise, we're, like I said, we're agreeing. Percentages is like I'm just thinking percentages do it. It's like fifteen percent chemistry, thirty five percent Brett. Another is that like the issue. You mean like far as issues? Like another forty of our of our stars. Forty uh, percent is our stars not giving a fuck. But I'm not saying yeah. chemistry is zero. And so like like we said about the Eagles with their fits, everything with their fits, and then Shake Milton, Shake Milton. Going into the to the point guard position, and Benson is going to point forward. That's just messing up that fifteen percent to me, which is insignificant. Because like I'm saying, for a championship, 
if 30 if, if 40 percent of our stars not showing up you can have shake playing great and everything else but if ben and joel decide to be passive as fuck as a bit no not ben so much but no joel, ben, ben, so, actually had a ben great just turned it up though he, so we ain't going he, yeah, yeah he get a net too yeah and i think ben has a good argument for like uh ben has a good argument for like defensive defensive like you know as far as a defensive like mm-hmm. all defensive team to me so like shake going to point guard and Ben going to point four, they're just messing with that 15, in my head, the 15%. And I'm not saying that what you're saying is not relevant. Chemistry is really important. It's less important to me than in the NFL, but chemistry is more really important in the NBA. But it's, it's a star driven league as opposed to NFL, which is like you can have the best quarterback and the best receiver in the NFL. Like you had MVP Matt Ryan. You had you had best receiver in football and Julio Jones, and you fucking suck. Yeah, uh, exactly. And that could- yeah, and that can have something so, to like, do with chemistry. Because the NBA, like, but you could have, you could, but NBA, you could have a good player go hot one night, and now we're just losing to Markov Volts and Erlinda Magic, and we have five stars. Like, that's what I mean about it's a star driven league. When your stars show up, you win. When your stars don't show up, you fucking lose. And so, if that 40% that I said, which is our stars being passive or not playing off each other or not, because I'm watching the Lakers and I maybe but it's I th- like, maybe, honestly, I think that happens when the chemistry is, isn't good on the team. Because if, if, LeBron, if LeBron have an off or night, the players. ain't nobody else going to show up. So, if LeBron off, it's over? No. You got to have chemistry. I never seen him. You've never seen him off. I seen him off. <laughs> I'm not. Even, I'm not. I'm not even saying. I'm, I'm, I'm fucked. I'm messing around. I'm not even LeBron staying out. You already know I'm Kobe. But like, uh, <laughs> say shout out to Kobe. Rest in peace to Kobe. Um, man. but um, R.I.P. Kobe and Gian. Um, and so what I'm saying is maybe I'm coming from a place of like just girlfriend envy, where like you watch other players play off like Paul George and like obviously like he's playing off of the claw. He's play, He's playing off of like. Kawhi Leonard crazy and I'm watching LeBron do lives to like actually like Anthony Davis and I'm like how the hell do we not have that with two of the best players mm-hmm. in their positions in the NBA and maybe I'm just like jealous maybe I'm just the girlfriend slashing tires in your parking lot and I'm the girlfriend who's just who's like sitting there and I'm like looking at your your new girlfriend's Facebook I'm like fuck <laughs> that bitch <laughs> and I'm just and I'm because my two my two stars won't do it and like Embiid and Simmons won't play off each other so I'm sitting like well you know what like fuck, fuck Kawhi <laughs> And maybe that's where this is all coming from. But I just feel like, obviously, from a chemistry standpoint, we need to get better. It's going to help. It's going to solve our problems because Brett is a, like I told you before, I think Brett Brett is like, he's taking mm-hmm. us as far as he can. Brett was good for the Like, uh, like I said to you, like we, we're not, like, we are in our Bill Cowher phase of Brett where, like, Bill Cowher was steady along and then Mike Talman came on a championship. Like, like Brett is our Bill Cowher. Like, he, but he has to get but laid wait, down for betterment. Like you get down you Bill won one, didn't he? He won one. So let's look, let's leave somebody I mean, different because yeah, Brett, but like, no, Brett. I said he, no, no, Brett. You won't be linked in with with a champion. Who's that, Mark Jackson? Then, like, yeah, Mark, Mark. Well, he's, he's yeah, Bill. Bill, yeah, Bill got carried to him, but Bill because Roethlisberger was looking hot. They, but like Bill, let's just take Bill out. Brett is our Mark Jackson. Yeah, I like that. There we go. Yeah, and Steve like Curry has a go run this one. Brad Mark Jackson and Steve Kerr is going to win this one. But we're talking about chemistry right now. Obviously, like chemistry, building the team. And Shake was talking about how he's going to be, he's the point guard. And he said he had this to say about like him and Ben Simmons. He says, I mean, I keep saying it, but playing with somebody like Ben is super easy because he's so unselfish. You know, we can feed off each other because we can both pass and it makes it easy because, you know, you throw it up, the, up and anywhere around the rim, he's going to go get it. So it's easy to 
It's easy to say, I feel like our relationship is going on the court. is constantly growing. And so Shake is saying that. And like, you know, obviously Brett had, Brett heard that. And he was like, you know what? Not just because of Shake and Ben, but Ben and Joel is growing, which I'm like, you know, <laughs> right. thank God. Because <laughs> they're like too talented to not play around or with each other. And so Brett said about Ben and Joel, just the chemistry, our relationship, and, our relationship and finding each other, just with Ben playing sort of an interior position. More than being a primary ball carrier, you can see a sort of like the big, big relationship. High-low Duncans, Joel would be posted. Ben would play peekaboo at a low zone on the other side of the floor, come down and trail. We throw it to Joe in a rim run guy would dunk it in. And I felt the partnership, the relationship, the big, big mentality of finding each other was yeah. crazy obvious. Honestly, like the clouds have parted for me. <laughs> if that's if that's if that's the, if that's the, if that's the truth, I can stop going on Facebook. I'll get your at your new girls <laughs> like pictures. I can stop flash, flashing tires as a, as a crazy ex girlfriend because like finally, I get invited <laughs> to the fucking party. Because God forbid. My six plus point forward, point guard, turn, point, back ties the point forward, and yeah. my tall ass seven footer play off each other. The most talented, I mean, Sean, like, the most talented people on the floor, the most talented every people on the night. floor every night. God forbid they play off each other. <laughs> so, like, as you see with chemistry, and Brett's talking about chemistry and developing. The crucial connectivity going in Orlando. They're in Orlando. They're building the camaraderie. They're building the brotherhood. And Brett's saying Shake and Ben are great. And Ben and Embiid are like looking for each other and they're never before. They, you know, they're they're hand in hand. Like all yeah. this stuff going on. Do you think that these connections being made in Orlando, Brett's because Brett talks like a lot of big game. Must be clear. But he do it. Brett do this all the time. I'm so sick of Brett. Brett does this all the time. Yeah, Brett's a guy. Brett's a guy who owes you twenty dollars and say, "Oh yeah, you have my you, you know who, you know who Brett is. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know who Brett is. You remember the movie uh, uh, A Bronx Tale? Of course I do. I'm I'm, lean, I'm black for sure. You remember the guy that he was chasing around the neighborhood every time he seen him because mm-hmm. he owed him twenty bucks? That's who Brett is. That's who Brett Brown is. Brett talks that good game. Chased around the neighborhood Brett in a Bronx Tale because he can't pay the guy twenty bucks. And Simmons could have been in there just like playing like Madden. On controllers, and they said the camaraderie because they pushed the buttons at the same time. We don't know what he's talking about half the time. <laughs> yeah, Brett uh, don't know what he's talking about half the time. Brett is the only coach that I know in the NBA that gets to half the season and and X. Can can we give him time? Like, can, oh, give me till the All Star break. I have it figured out. What are you talking about, bro? You had all summer. You had, like, what are you doing? What you been doing? I'm so sick of Brett, man. I'm so, ready. I'm ready for our. I'm ready for Steve. For our Steve Brett Carter. Has to come go. Up. Brett has to go. I mean, like to listeners out there, to listen to the flies and like, let's see, like, let's be clear about this. Candace and Sean feel like Brett has to go. Candace and Brett, Sean feels like Brett, Brett has needs to, to. He has to go now. Honestly, I will take him to the airport right now. My car. Uh, whenever, so, whenever the Sixers want to get serious about winning, they'll let Brett, Brett go. This Brett has to go. This Brett, he cannot, he can't. Because like I listen, like I, you know me, I'm a firm believer in like, I'm a firm believer like when I watch football because football is my number one sport, probably your number one sport as well, right? For like sure. when football, I watch football and I say like, Jimmy Garoppolo can take you so far. Like franchise quarterbacks can take you so far. You need a star quarterback. 
to like win the Super Bowl. Yeah. For sure. Like obviously Trent Dilfer and everybody else, like, is this is he is he exclusion to this rule? Like is like it but like to me, I always say you gotta make the third down throw. And it doesn't mean like literally, it means that in a game, especially in football, you can run your like zone stretch plays and your spread bullshit all you want. But at some point you can you can get punched in the mouth. It doesn't matter. We had Chip Kelly running we run no huddle. It doesn't matter. At some point in the game, you are going to have to make the third down throw, meaning that like whether you ran your your trickery on first, second down, whether you have a power run game with like, you know, Derrick Henry, like you still have to be on third and sixth. Third. At some point, you have to be able to make that throw. Consistently. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, it's a certain quarterback. He wears number eleven. He uh he might have led the NFL in in a third down completion percentage. You know Carson Wentz. What'd you say? You seen him on Carson Wentz? It's on Corbett, yeah. I know. Yeah, that, thank you, thank that you. guy. Thank you. That guy. And so, like, you have to be able to make that throw. And so, when I put it to the NBA, meaning, like, when it gets tough, like, it doesn't, regardless of your game plan, regardless of punching it in the mouth, like, okay, like, you're, I'm, I'm, I'm ramming Denver Denver down that throat. Okay, like, they're going to stack the box. And then what happens is third, this third and six, third and seven, you look up. Somebody has to be able to get you to first down. Somebody has to be mm-hmm. able to make that extraordinary throw or the extraordinary play or just make the smart decision. It has to be a great throw. But the smart decision to get you out the actual pitch you, you're in. You need that, guy, you. that, you need that trench warrior. You need that trench warrior. And for basketball. You need Carson Wentz. Thank you. Carson Wentz. Shout out to Carson. <laughs> Please come on the pod. Um, Please. And so for basketball, talent is a talent sport. It's a talent sport, right? It's a star-driven sport. But at some point, it's the fourth quarter. We've seen this already. We've seen this when we had it was 10 seconds left in the game, and we go and give it to Embiid. Or, like, it, it's, we've seen it. At some point, the talent takes you to the four, because the talent takes you to like a 78 to 75 game with 10 seconds, 10 seconds left, and you're down. Yep. Just off of like bullshit, and Ben Simmons doing him, and Embiid doing him, and Cork Mouth making some, some three-pointers, and Matisse is making some three-pointers, and Al Horford got some rebounds. That's all this, this motherfucker can do. And so at some point, <laughs> you have to coach and call the right play. I saw Brett do that one time point. on the alley-oop against Los Angeles years ago. Did it work? It did work, yeah. What I'm it? saying to you is, like, you have to be able to make that third down pass and air quotes meaning in the nba brett has to be able to make that third down pass which is like actual coach smart decision i do not believe brett has the ability to do, to do so like i don't long, think he like, does either. it's been years i said all can reference is that one lob against los angeles and it was robert Covington who made the dunk off of air off of, like a lob pass that was one time it never happened again it never happened before that and you don't even remember it exactly. Yo, I about to uh, say I don't even remember it happening. Exactly. <laughs> it was off an inbounds play, and we did a straight up alley to Robert Covington to try to beat the Lakers. It was like the trash Lakers, like when Kobe was carrying, like past Kobe and carrying them, and he didn't have anybody with his Kobe. And so, like Robert Covington, we did alley and it worked. And that's just that. But what I'm saying is we don't have that coach to make the third jump pass, and so that's gonna matter. We're playing whoever in in the playoffs, and we're I mean we're in the bubble. We're playing whoever in the bubble. It won't matter. But when we start this actual regular season, and we're playing the Pacers game one, yeah, we're playing the Grizzlies tomorrow. Like the, it won't, it won't fucking matter. I guess these scrimmages. But like, 
when you go higher into the playoffs, logic will tell you when you go higher in the playoffs, you go higher in like actual like competition. Yeah. And we have like Brad Stevens out here. And we have like <laughs> real coaching out here. And Brett just can't swim. I'm sorry. Titanic. And, and he's that, like and on the, the raft and, and he's Jack. You, and I'm Rose. I'm like, let this guy go and drown. Yeah. And that's when you see the difference when other coaches, when you play other teams, it's like, why, we got the players to execute the way these the way these other teams do, but it's not happening. And it's, I feel like he don't really have no control over the players. They out there doing whatever they want. And you got MB right before a game. He's sitting over there on a getting getting uh stretched eating a cheeseburger. Like who's who's doing? It was it was, I think it was a chicken sandwich. Okay, so. eating a chicken <laughs> like, sandwich. Yeah. What other what other NBA stars do you see eating chicken sandwiches before it, a game? Oh, grilled chicken sandwich. Before listen, okay. I know a burger when I see one. I ain't gonna let him lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a grilled chicken sandwich. He's right. a bum. We talked about you know. What the problems with this team, whether it's chemistry, whether it's play, whether it's our stars not showing the fuck up. Do you think this newfound camaraderie, camaraderie between Shake and Ben, between Ben and Embiid, is going to actually lead to on-court success with the team in Orlando? What do you think the team is going to end up with? I have a gut feeling. I think it will. I think it will. I, I, and I think it will because I think it takes a little pressure off of Ben. Not having to be the primary ball handler to bring the, uh, the ball up the, the court every possession. It, gets, it takes a little pressure off of him. I think he'll be able to play a little more free. And I even think that – I don't believe I'm saying this, but I, I even believe that Ben's going to shoot more. I think he's going to shoot more, and at, I think it will the, lead to success. At the power position? Yeah, yeah. H- hook shots? No, I mean – well, he does that anyway, but I think he's going to shoot more, yeah. Yeah. I think he will. And, and, and I think my, he'll shoot. I think he'll shoot. I think that they can – they can at least make it. I think they'll make it to. You might not agree with this. I'm, I probably, I'm probably right when I say you're not going to agree with this. I probably won't agree with you. Know me well enough to know I won't. But go ahead. Yeah, but <laughs> I honestly think they can make it to. The, they can make it. I'm not saying they will, but I think they can make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Man, I do. I do. Whoa. <laughs> and think about this. Think about. Think about this. Who has tape of Ben playing the point four? How do you don't? There's no way you can't prep for that. You can't prep for that. How, okay, let me, how do you let prep me for him playing several things? Shake like playing a one. It's things. a whole new starting five. Nobody got tape on these guys. Nobody has, has game plan for them. It's going to be something that they're going to have to get um, get adjusted to. So I think they're going to have to say several things here. Let me just say several things. There's no way we're making it. To, I mean, okay. I don't want to say never say never. Shout out to Brandy. Um, <laughs> that we're making it to the Eastern Conference Finals. We have enough talent to make it to the NBA Finals, so I'm not deluding myself. Like we have enough talent to make it to the NBA Finals, so to sit here and say we're not going to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals would be crazy. Um, but I think we're a second round and done because we. I don't think coaching is the coaching problem second round. Still, still remains second round done. And let me just say we have we don't have so enough listen, wait, so-called wait, wait, wait. Tape. even with the no 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 even I, with I, the you changes know, you had the floor even with the you changes had, you had. You had the floor. Oh, Let not second round. Finish. Let me finish. You had the floor, right? Go ahead. You had the floor. Like I don't, I don't, I don't want to be like Tanya Harden and like on Nancy Kerrigan, like swipe your knee oh, out. But like damn. you had the floor. Let me fucking fire. <laughs> don't hurt me. Listen. I don't want no trouble. <laughs> <laughs> when you say something like, "Oh, there's no tape on Ben playing point forward," like Ben has gone to the paint many times. I and Ben, we did the transition of. 
several times. Ben would be the primary ball carrying in the first period, Paul carrying the first quarter. And then when it got to the second quarter, it would be Josh and Ben will be in the paint. So it's not like nobody's seen Ben Simmons in the paint. If you look at Ben Simmons' performance over over the season, his best plays, it's not somewhat negatively, his best plays have come in the paint because he was, he was already down there. And so, but, like nobody, it's but, not like nobody no, has an idea of I like how to view Ben Simmons in the I wasn't floor. saying he never like, plays in the paint. Been in the paint. I wasn't saying he doesn't play in the he paint. He plays in the paint every game. I'm saying he like, doesn't shoot the ball. Need, of course, he play in the paint. I wasn't saying that he don't that he doesn't like he going to. He's been in the paint and he shoots in the paint every game. That's what I'm saying. I know that. I know. But I'm saying he's going to be literally playing the four position at somebody else were controlling the ball. Nobody has seen that consistently. That's like a, a portion of a rotation. No, because when we put Shake in there, Ben was hurt. I agree with you. What does that matter? Like, if I don't think sh- we both said we we already had Shake Milton segment, and that no, I'm not. No, it wasn't about went. Shake. I'm saying him not being a ball hand, the primary ball handler is what I'm is my main is my main thing. So Take, you feel the like pressure that's gonna being cat- off of him. That's gonna catapult. You feel like that's gonna catapult us from six to like a top three team in the East because like nobody's seen Ben at point four without being the primary ball handler. Listen. Small things like that matter. I'm telling you, to a coach, ex a coach, a, some small like that with a lineup. I'm not gonna ask Brett Brown nothing. No, no, except, like, what do you want to move and when? But I guarantee <laughs> somebody changed their whole lineup. It it it, it, it affects some. It changed some. I'm telling you, I know it does. So I will say, Matisse has a YouTube like they that they seem to be closer than ever. I don't, I mean I don't, I can't say the never. I don't know this team. I'm not saying I root for them to be two and done. I hope the Sixers go. To, I hope the Sixers go and win the bubble Eastern Conference Championship and win the bubble Finals Championship. I'm not rooting against them. I just I am a my personality type. If you listen, continue listening to this podcast. Hopefully you do. Is that I have to see it to believe it. And until I see it, like Brett to me has been coaching scared. Or just coaching to a point where he lets his stars run his team, confused. where they just they, they they play in Miami and and then B plays stays in Miami. He doesn't actually come. Um, people the, the stars run that team. I mean, Josh Richardson already talked about. In, Josh Richardson said in early in the season, I think it was a quote about no, there's no accountability. Yeah. So until I see that that mindset, I can't just say the bubble changes these people. I don't in the months all changes people. So I see that actually materialize in the court. I can't sit here and tell you that Eastern Conference Finals Championship team, Eastern Conference Bubble Championship team, because honestly, it's an asterisk. It's an asterisk to the champion. I'm sorry, it is. Um, and so like until even that if they moment, did win this, let's say they went to the actual finals and won it, right? Is it the same? Like, would you feel as happy and as excited as it is if it was a normal oh, season? Absolutely. Poor AC Space is in my chest. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so either way, so either, so no, either not, way is no, good. No, if they win it, if they win it, if they win it, no. This is how I feel. If the Sixers win a championship in the bubble, yeah, the Sixers are champions. If any other team wins a championship in the bubble, they're frauds. There's no, there's no debate about that. I can, I can get behind that. <laughs> That's, that's that's not the bit behind that. If the Sixers win, it's a real championship. I can get behind that. If the Sixers lose, this championship is equivalent to Danny Tanner winning the race on Full House <laughs> in the second season of that show. If they win, if it another team, the, the whole NBA season is joke. The whole NBA season, the whole NBA season is white suburbia and Full House, San Francisco. Danny Tanner. Full if House. another team win Correct. the chip this year, it's going to be equivalent to somebody winning the Danny uh, the the uh, Rump Challenge League. The Danny Rump drum. That 
it's like the equivalent to like watching QVC with your great grandmother on a Thursday night. <laughs> I don't even know who those people are. I've never heard of them. When I get the ESPN commercials, the LA Lakers have won a championship. Buy this right here. Like I'm gonna report Seriously. them. I'm gonna report them to Comcast. Like get this get this spam off my TV. <laughs> Disgusting. Um and so as we like look at one bubble, you know, to another bubble. Because we are like they're in a bubble in Orlando. We have been in a bubble in Philadelphia for quite some time. Like we've been stuck in. We've been <laughs> Tell like, me shut about down. It. Tell me about it. Um, and you know we've been living in our own social bubble. Like, but like we've been in Philadelphia holding it down with the mask <laughs> in our places. Yeah, man. And it's a great place that you like. We love and like. We've seen some crazy things out here. We've seen like bizarre things. We've seen people like losing their stuff. We've seen fireworks, and everything else. And I'm telling you, Sean. Like the other day, I'm riding down, and I'm not going to tell you exactly where because, like, obviously, I'm not giving you my address <laughs> unless you're like you're not, not stalkers. Him. So you know where I live, but like Megan and Stallion, if you want. Anyway, um, <laughs> shout out, so I'm shout out, down. Meg, man. I hope she heals soon. Hope she heals fast. Speedy recovery. Thank you. Heal up. Thank you. Uh, anyway, so I'm coming down near Cotman and Bustleton. There's a woman out there in her like Sunday outfit, and she's chilling with. A, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna give her the full picture. I'm gonna give you the full picture. The turquoise Sunday's best outfit, and she's chilling out there. Okay. And it's like, I mean, Sunday was like the hottest day. It was the hottest day, and it's like 96 degrees. And I'm gonna come down Cotman and Bustleton, and she has a bottle of water. I said, "Oh, she's just selling waters, whatever." Like you know, you just gonna ignore people like that. Or you just give them money because fuck it. <laughs> she has a bottle of water out and a plastic spoon. I said, what the fuck she doing with that spoon? And I realized. She's... So she, how many bottles of water did she have? She had the one bottle. She had one bottle? She might have had, listen, she had one bottle in her hand. I can't speak to her whole actual like inventory. But all I saw was one bottle. And she had a plastic, I would say, it looks like a spoon from Wendy's. I, would say, all, I can only say that because I had a lot of Frosties in my life. A lot of Frosties before... I switched up. I had a lot of frosties in my life. <laughs> it looks like a Wendy's spoon. <laughs> like, you know, you know, you know the Wendy's beige when you see it. And so, like, she had the Wendy's frosty spoon in her hand, and she was like, you know, she was selling spoonfuls of water. Not the bottle. <laughs> she was selling just a spoonful of water to people who came to the Cotman and Bustleton. And I said, what the fuck is going on? Oh, time out, time out, time out, time out. Let me make sure I heard you correctly. <laughs> Did you say she was selling spoonfuls of water? She was. And she was going to walk up to your extra person, pass your side window. And this was near your house? I, if Megan is signs asking, yes. If everybody else is listening to this asking, <laughs> Meg, no, Megan, it's not. If, if Entanglement Nation is asking, oh yes, gosh. it is near my house. If nobody else is asking, no, it is not near my house. And... Um, <laughs> No entanglements, <laughs> man. No entanglements. <laughs> and so um, she walked up, and she's she's willing to walk to your passenger side window. She's walking walk to your passenger, passenger side window and give you a, a tablespoon of water. She's selling tablespoon, tablespoons of water by the go. And I said, this is, after all this shit, this shit I've seen in, like, actual like COVID quarantine shutdown, this is my, maybe the most bizarre things I've seen. I've seen other things, obviously, like where I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But this woman out here on Sunday, and her Sunday's best, her turquoise, I think it might have been silk. What is this, velvet? This is beautiful. I'm like, what, what is, is this, this shit? Velvet? <laughs> and so like, it might have been like, I don't know what it was. And I was just like, lady. And it was, I mean, I'm assuming she's in the corner. It's hot water. Right. So you don't and, even have that, like. It wasn't even cold? No. 
This is quarantine crazy shit. This is quarantine crazy shit. Have you seen anything quarantine crazy or heard anything quarantine crazy? You're just like in the quarantine in Philadelphia. Like, I've seen some wild stuff. I've seen some wild stuff. So every, I'm pretty sure everybody knows about all these uh, PUA checks and, you know, everybody getting all these grants and, you know, stuff because of the pandemic and everything. Right. So apparently there's people out here. <laughs> apparently there's people out here. You know what? I, I'm going to call it what it is. I'm going to say how it is. There's niggas out here, right? There's niggas out here, and they're charging people to fill out their application for the PU, PUA money. So yes. can, apparently... You, can, you just, can you just go, for our listeners you don't know, like, what it, what exactly is that? So what PUA, for our listeners who don't know, what PUA is, is a program developed by the government where they're giving out money to residents who um you had to have filed taxes to get well that was for the uh the um what was the check they gave out they gave everybody the stimulus checks like obviously stimulus, like, they check. Gave us, stimulus yeah. check right so what pua is it was a it's a program developed by the government and they're giving people money is as much money as seven thousand dollars right so what they're doing is what people were doing was they were charging other people to file just to file just to say hey i'll fill the application out for you just to file and they were charging people up to two thousand dollars Two thousand dollars just to just to fill the paperwork out. So once people do got, have a, like, do you know anybody who's doing this? Like, yes, yes, I'm telling you what I know. This ain't what I think. Do you have the numbers? <laughs> like, how do I get it actually in the? One? So, because, I'm sorry because I love you because you're my cousin. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna let you do this to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not with you. But I, I'm, but I thought about it. I almost called you. I thought about it. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> so once people found out, found out. Oh, y'all only charging just to fill the application out? Like you cause they were lying saying, like, hey, I can get you this money. You know, if I get it for you, just give me about two thousand, you know, and I'm good. So they thinking, okay, if you can give me this money, yeah, I don't mind giving you two thousand dollars. If I can get seven, yeah. Take two. I'm cool with five grand for free. So once people found out that they're only charging just to fill the application out, <laughs> Candace, I seen about five fights, okay? Five actual fist fights in the middle of the street. For people who were charging two thousand dollars, two thousand dollars to fill out an application. Could you imagine somebody coming up to you saying, "Hey, um, you need a job? I can fill out an application out for you, but I need two hundred dollars your first check." What? What kind of is that? What That's kind of system? Like, as much as as much as much as I said, I'm not from here. I go full like I only know you, young boy. Like seriously, like you tripping? <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy because it's just like, and it's and that's really happening. I don't need you that's to phone nothing. But they were scheming. They was lying because they weren't telling people, hey, all it is is just me filling the application out for you. They were telling them in the sense of like, hey, I can get you this money. Like, I can get you the money. Like, they was the plug. You ain't no plug. You are scheming. Especially the money. Like, I guess I rolled up on TD Bank one time. Like, to all the Listen, cashiers. Anybody, anybody get pulled up on. <laughs> anybody can get pulled up on. TD Bank, whoever. We've seen crazy things out here in the city. Obviously, people trying to cope with, cope with just like what's going on in the city, what's going what's going on with our lives. Obviously, like, we're all been tracked in. Like we've been around. Yeah. The zoo's open back up. Okay. We've also been a few <laughs> places in the city. The museums are open back up. Franklin Square is open back up. Restaurants, bars, restaurants, and beer gardens are open. I've been to a few beer gardens since it was shut down. Philadelphia Magic Gardens is open. Yeah. Park Tone Tap is open. I actually went to the Park River Stroll, which is near Cherry Street Pier, which is they've combined Cherry Street Pier and Race. Race Street Pier together, um, and I went there this weekend. It was very beautiful, and they were very accommodating. Even though your cousin Jordan didn't have his fucking ID, um, we get to go back it for reminds that. Reminds me of another cousin of mine. 
Thank you. We had to go back for Zadi. <laughs> we had to come back to that. And then so we're going to hold your reservation. So, like, shout out to everybody at the Cherishy Pier, Richie Pier, doing the Park Park River Stroll, which is they combine those two beer gardens and they've put it into one. You get great views of the Ben Franklin Bridge. You get great views of, like, everything going on. And I'm going to say PPA. I thought you were going to give me a ticket. You did not give me a ticket. PPA, shout out. Because... No, and the oh, shout out only lasts one episode. The shout out only lasts one episode. That that shout out is null and void. The shout out lasts for one episode. The shout out lasts one episode because they did not take me when they really, really could. Have. I was parked illegally on Sunday down at near Cherishy Pier. Actually, like I wasn't. I will never admit that guilt. Um, <laughs> and they didn't give me a ticket. That's crazy. If it was me, they'd have gave me a ticket. And we had Suckers. a great view. Was, I mean, they had maybe like 15 different beers. They had uh, one, one wine, but it was a rosé, so I thank you. They had their own version of a Moscow Mule. They also, had a, they also had a margarita. And, you know, like, things are opening up. I mean, uh, I'm out here, bro. I'm out here. I, w- I think I went through my phase of, you know, when everything first happened, we was quarantining and not going anywhere. But, you know... I'm gonna go. I won't go to nowhere crazy. Like I'm not gonna go anywhere where it's like crazy, crazy packed and they're not like social distancing. But if I got my mask, I go out and eat. I go out and grab it. What I won't do though, I'll tell you what I'm not doing. I'm not going nowhere and buying a drink. They got certain places who are like you can like go just like buy a drink and that's it. And, oh, you like, mean leave. like to go cocktails? You know, I don't. Yeah, like a to go cock to go drink. Like yeah, I, to me it's like so pointless. I don't want to drive 10, 15 minutes somewhere to get a to buy a drink. And, you know, I'm not going to drink it while I'm driving. So I have to wait till I get home or I have to sit out there. If I don't, if I don't want to sit there if I'm by myself, I got to drive home and drink it. It's so stupid. I'd rather just I mean, go to a liquor but, store. Yeah, next year, like, if you're, not, if you're not a cocktail person, if you're not if you're not a person who knows how to, like, mix drinks, why would you not go to Devil's Den or these other places that are open up right, right, to right. get, like, a cocktail to go? Um, the Fly Zone has you. We will also be dropping links and links where you can get to go cocktails in the city. So I've been a person that I've gone out, I've gone to the parks, I ride my bike, I like I've gone to downtown, I've gone to a few restaurants, I've gone to like the Love, I've gone to and I've I've done a few things and the outdoors outdoor dining's been good to me. So like I'm happy about that. And so I I've I'm waiting for things to clear up on like a larger scale, but I've been out there. For people, for people going out this week, like, you know, there's several places you can hit up. The parking lot social is taking over the Navy Yard, um, which is July 22nd to August 2nd. They're doing, they're doing like, movie nights. They're doing, like, the Fast and Furious and the Purge is taking over Friday and Saturday. I'll, I will personally be there for Friday night, the Fast and Furious. Oh, yeah? They cover some things. They're doing, yeah, absolutely. Um, they're doing trivia nights. They're doing comedy shows. and Got, they are allowing 250 cars at a time. It was actually supposed to be for one week, but they because Philly has swallowed it all up because you guys, like, we need somewhere to go so bad, they've actually sent it to August 2nd. So that's one thing that's going to happen in the city this week. The Boris Food Hall is having fried chicken Fridays, which is going to be, like, a long, month-long pop-up. All I heard was fried chicken from Fridays. From Friday to... And thank you. And I'm not be like these people, like, oh, these are two black people and they got out of fried chicken. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't listen, be like that. You ain't, uh, listen, you ain't got to give um, me the pep talk. I'm there. And so you can go to the Boris Food Hall from Friday, this Friday, to like August 14th, and you will get chicken and beer from 3 to 8. Where is this at again? Um, at the Boris, the Boris Food Hall. It's near Independence Hall. It's near the Liberty Bell. People are like, being tourists. 
being teresa's uh and it's, it's a grab-and-go situation or you can sit out there they have a they have a whole like outdoor deck situation with chicken and beer and at the board's food hall you can get the fried chicken fridays and that's through the month of august it's through the month and it's through august 14th and you can go out there also the spirit of philadelphia shout out to pens shout out to people who got there on their speedboats i saw you when i was at the parking lot stroll you saw me uh because i I did not see you. I see people out there on that boats. They were there are people out there like slow cruising out there. People like the slow cruise of Delaware River. I, I noticed that about the city. The spirit of Philadelphia is back. That first tours actually happen this, this week, this Friday coming up thing. So they're doing a lot of things. But like the jet skis are out down there in the Delaware River. For, and like um, people who want to go party is showing you know where you know where if I wanted to go like party or drinking in the city where where I can go. Yeah. Uh for everybody out there that's, that's social, you know. In, in this pandemic, you still like to go out, let loose a little bit, let your hair down. Um, where I like to go, I like to go to uh, golf and social. They got like a brunch theme type thing. Um, they are still practicing social distancing. You cannot get in without a mask. Um, you have to have a, a table reserved. Like I said, they still social distancing. So it'll be like, it's not like a, a normal lounge or it's actually on a rooftop. So it's nobody like on a dance floor, nothing like that. Everybody's in their own little section, just enjoying their people. Um, it's still a good time. Nice little turn up. During the pandemic, somewhere and it's still safe. I believe is they have DJ Caution on Sundays, and if you know anything about DJ Caution, you know he lit. So come out, come meet me at Golf and Social, man. Come have a drink with me. So the parking lot social at the Navy Yard, Fried Chicken Fridays at the Bourse. Right. Spirit of Philadelphia is back at Penn's Landing, and obviously you can go to Golf, Golf and Social on Delaware Avenue. Um, Sundays. Golf and Social every Sunday. Sunday, yeah, on Sundays, on Sundays. Uh, the Phillies just announced a partnership with Live Nation. They're doing concerts and events on uh at the at the citizen bank park parking lot for people who want to pull up <laughs> and do drive-in just like the parking lot social is a drive-in experience there's a lot of things going on in the city and you know speaking of going out on tomorrow's national tequila day and me and you we like we like i, I cannot <laughs> wait okay i cannot wait i'm gonna be turned all day tomorrow where's the best place in the city you feel like you got tequila from like, if you can like tell the people like this is where I know, well, not tequila, but a margarita. Let's just go there because like, tequila is a straight spirit. But where's the best place in the city you feel like you've gotten the best margarita from to take advantage of this National Tequila Day? Um, I wouldn't say they have the best te- uh, margaritas, but I'll say they, they have the best vibe with some good margaritas. I would say um, El Camino. El Camino has... Uh, I, I respect that. Yeah, it has really, really good... Um, I respect margaritas that. And, and the way they set their outside uh, dining up is really, really nice down there. Uh, so if, if you got some free time, go down El Camino for uh, any of your margaritas or anything like that. They do. I've been to like, well, I have been sworn in secrecy by my best friend. I've been sworn in secrecy by my best friend to like, you know, never reveal where we go. And I'm going to say it's better just doing the podcast because we've been there so many times. Like, you got to let that go. And so I've been to like, Las Cazulas, which, which is on Gerard Avenue, and they have like a BYOB situation. You bring your jicular, your mezcal, which I prefer, and they mix the margaritas for you. They have so many different mixers and everything else, and they, they make it for you. And the food is immaculate. Great shout out to them because that's my gem, and I've given it to you all, which is the things that can happen on the fly zone. I've also, obviously, tequila's a great place to go. The name speaks for itself. And um, I've gotten great margaritas there. I've gotten great mezcal there. I'm a mezcal fan, so I, I like to have the option of the tequila or the mezcal. And so when I go, like, as far as when I'm going out, like, 
those are the two places I'm definitely hitting up. I'm not an Elvez person. I don't know if you're an Elvez person. That's like more like a tourist Elvis. situation. Like it's Elvez yeah. and it's like gym steaks. Like there's Pats and everything else. Like that's where people who go to Pats in like Geno's they go to Elvis. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's July 24th. You can obviously go in. Red Out Tavern's open. Uh, several places are open in the city. They can do several things for you as far as National Tequila Day. I actually will be going to Spirit Philadelphia next weekend. And I will have my exclusive for you guys about what it's like to be on these cruises. The dinner cruise, I'm doing it. I will come back to the fly zone and tell you, and we will check in back in with you. Yeah, I was about to say, let me know how the spirit of Philadelphia is, because, I mean, I'll be needing some vibes for my, for, for my dates. I'll be needing some vibes. And so, like, we have you down with that National Tequila Day. Whether you're going to tequilas or you're going to Las Cazulas, or as Sean said. El Camino. El Camino. We give you the best in the city, and and we're, whether we're giving the best in the city, whether the sports news, whether we're giving you everything that's going to the city with events, we're trying to give you to y'all, and that's what the fly zone is about. So from the people for the people, giving you the best and all things going around the city, and hopefully you stick with us, and hopefully you subscribe to us on Spotify, or iTunes. whether it's iTunes or whether it's Google Play Podcast, and follow us on all socials because we will be giving you the raw, the real, and everything in between when it comes to Philadelphia. And so I once again I'm signing off. I'm Kansas I'm Between. I'm just showing the connect Carter. All right, y'all. Y'all tap in. We'll see y'all next week.